Welcome to the Opinion Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher alongside Dick Briggs. Ready to discuss a little bit of uh, college and high school wrestling. Not uh, Mother Nature kind of limited what we had uh, last weekend and and everything, but it looks like we're getting past, uh, we're getting over the hump there and getting back to the normal here the back end of this week. But Coach, uh, you get yourself dug out and and stay warm, stay warm enough uh, after the way we got dumped on and the frigid temperatures that followed. Oh boy, we got a bunch, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we got dug out. Got it. I have a long drive, so I have a skid loader, so I have to shovel around the house and the walks and near the garages. But then I got my skid loader stuck a couple of times. It's a small gas one, and and uh, so I had to dig it out. <laughs> And pull it out and anyway uh it was quite a storm yeah so i know our producer nathan ford is familiar with the surrender cobra are you uh are you aware of what that is no i'm not so so it's the uh it's usually the crowd shot after something happens during a televised game where you catch a fan like this <laughs> after something goes against their team and they're they're distraught when they put their hands on back of their head or on top of their head like this, giving a form of a cobra, and they call it the surrender cobra. I was in that position a half dozen times after we dug out heavy wet snow. I think we got probably about 11 and a half inches. Um, then to see more come after that, and have to dig that out. And then the freezing temperatures. I was like this in our bay window quite a bit, watching everything unfold, thinking, oh, my God, i got to go out there again. But luckily, uh, we still had a really strong teenager named Katie Pilcher that did yeoman's work for us while squeezing in some lifting workouts and basketball practices shoot around here or there so uh thankful for that but yeah now i'm ready for maybe more seasonal 20s and 30 uh temperatures and getting back to a full slate of tournaments on the weekend and duels heck uh the mike DeRoe tournament and cornell was canceled uh pittsburgh iowa state uh duel last sunday was canceled i mean when colleges are canceling events, you know you got something going on there. Right, and two things. One, I'll have to get my camera with the with the long lens and lurk around your house to try and catch you in that cobra position, so I can get a good pick. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, secondly, right. I, th- I think I uh, think you and I also canceled their open, which is this coming week, right? So yeah. I don't right. know why they did that yet, but but uh, another cancellation. Now, as far yeah. as the- as far as the time off, I, I always programmed a, a weekend off for both my junior varsity and my varsity. They were different mm-hmm. weekends, but, but uh, you know, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind this little break, you know, with my teams in there and it, sure. you know, it, it's, you know, it's different. I'm not in the, in the room all the time, but, but uh, I don't know that this, this is, if you're going to have that happen, this is a good weekend or last weekend was a good weekend to have that happen. Cause it's kind of that January blues that I talked about, about before. 
So Oh, sure. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because Derek Ball at Prairie, we covered the Xavier uh, Prairie meet last Thursday, which got in. And, of course, their tournament that they are going to was canceled. Uh, and then the Jayhawk was being rumored to be moved to Monday. And I asked, hey, so, you know, they might be looking for teams where you go there and wrestle. And he goes, no, nah, I think think we'll just, you know, just take the weekend off and get ready for, you know, next weekend. And then we have conference and stuff like that following. So he's like, I just think we'll, we'll take it off. And that kind of goes with you. He probably in the same mindset saying, you know what, this would be a great chance to just kind of regroup. You know, right. shed that, you know, that, you know, before you start hitting the championship season, there is that feeling of, you know, grind and, you mm-hmm. know, seasons getting long and, you know, it accelerates, it seems like, once you hit like conference mm-hmm. tournament weekend. But yeah, so uh, I think there are some other coaches that kind of followed your, your philosophy as well. Right. And the, the Jayhawk got pared down. I think it was 18 teams to begin with. And boy, was that going to be kill or tough. That yes. was, I mean, there were some weights that had like five state medalists. So that would mean if potentially one of those state medalists wouldn't even make the semifinals, you know? Right. You know, assuming that the, all five wrestled you know, to their seed. But uh, um, either way. But, and, you know, so and, and th- when they were pairing it down, a lot of the teams became MVC teams, which I tried to avoid when I was, when I was building the, the program when I was there, the, the tournament when I was there. But in this instance, you don't care. You just want teams to come in and provide an opportunity for them. So uh, even that right. got pared down the day of. Uh, the two Iowa City schools were not able to travel. Their, their, their school district wouldn't let them travel, so they weren't able to attend. End up having eight teams there at the Jayhawk. But, you know, so, you know, that's right. It's kind of a nice little break for those. That, so I, I that's a good call for Coach Ball. Well, hey, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, high school stuff here. Um, really, the only meet um, that I see really being held, especially in our area, the Jayhawk, got moved from Saturday to Monday. We talked a little bit about the, the field, kind of got whittled down because of travel and everything else, but still able to hold it in a uh, uh, kind of a uh, – Neat way to kick it off. Uh, you saw the uh, the ceremony that um, that celebrated the the fiftieth um, Jayhawk invite. We bring back some of the champs from the original uh, the inaugural Jayhawk, and uh, uh, celebrating some of the coaches like uh, uh, Bill McNeil, who started it in nineteen seventy five. Um, that was kind of neat to acknowledge, uh, former coaches and, and the former champions. Right. And, uh, you know, coach McNeil was, uh, wanted to get, uh, the toughest teams around. He got that year, six teams into the tournament. I'm guessing that, uh, you know, other teams still had to get out of their contracts or whatever, you know, a lot of times they do those in two year, uh, in- increments, those contracts, but, um, oh, so they uh, they had three champs. They had a state champion on the team that did not win that tournament, and uh, 
So that's, I mean, the Jayhawk has always been a very tough tournament. Uh, you know, I've had the same thing happen through the years. Um, and, uh, you know, then, then when under my watch, which was a long, you know, big umbrella with 34 years, basically, uh, I wanted to expand it to, to a 16 team, but I wasn't going to just get the first other eight teams that wanted to get into it. I wanted to just make it be eclectic. So it wasn't always 16. Sometimes it was 15 or whatever, 14, but, uh, uh, and then sometimes it was more, but uh, this year's team uh, original was, like I said, was supposed to be 18 teams in there. It was going to be loaded. It was going to be a real fun tournament. Obviously mother nature had something to say about that. Kudos to Chris Dean, the athletic director at, at Jefferson and Rob Martin for putting this on, on Monday. Uh, they, school was off because of Martin Luther King day, but, but, uh, and it's actually the second time since I re- retired from coaching that they've done that, that I've officiated. Right. And, uh, so it's it's kind of you know went back to an eight team tournament which was nice it was a nice day teams could get some competition in and then get back home you know maybe even before dark in a lot of instances but they didn't have sure. a lot of travel but uh, uh, ended up being a, a pretty decent tournament you know and and, uh, it, and they were able to get it in like I said and like you said the only only tournament that really happened this weekend at least in our area right. Um, Dubuque Hempstead, um, wrestled really, really well. They came away with a team title there. Cedar Rapids Kennedy second. They had three champs, uh, Kale Smithhart, um, I believe at 150, Colin Falk at uh, 165, and then Christian Jasper, uh, at 175. So good showing for the, the Cougars. Right then, they had a, a runner-up and two-thirds as well, so had a very good showing there. And uh, Jake Ostendorp, the run, the other runner-up, uh, I believe. Correct. Like a one thirty-eight. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was one of those weights you mentioned it before. I think one thirty-eight and and one seventy-five. Uh, those were two weight classes that original with the original field would have had one two. Like one, two, and three, five, uh, and three A, and you know, number four and one A, and and stuff like that. I mean, thirty-eight seventy-five would have been uh, loaded with uh, wrestlers too. But that would have been fun. But uh, it, it is what it is. But like I said, thank goodness they, you know, a lot of teams. Don't have that ability to do that, or don't don't have maybe administrators that the administrators don't want to do that because that's a lot of work. Right. You know they right. they seeded the tournament and then once and then they seeded it again and then they had to <laughs> then on the day of the tournament they had I think seven weights that were six or five man round robins. They decided to do that, which gives the wrestlers uh, five matches or you know if it's a six man round robin they get five matches and if it's five man round robin they get four matches. They can't wrestle themselves. And then, uh, and then uh, the other ones were brackets, I believe, the eight-man brackets. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, at least I got that in, and, and good for them. But you know, with the, well, the reason I bring up the round robins, you don't have to seed those necessarily, other than maybe keep try and keep the top seeds away from each other at the first couple of rounds. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, just, uh, just to add that. Uh... Uh, Colin Falk uh, uh, pinned his way through 
uh, tournament. He uh, he improved the twenty five and four for for Kennedy. Um, Kale Smithart uh, four pins in a major uh, in his five matches. Uh, they're at one fifty. So uh, really uh, uh, really strong showings there. We mentioned the Buchanstead won the. Won the duel, I think, uh, by about uh, 42 points, maybe, uh, over Kennedy. Uh, Marshalltown, I believe, was third. Some really good, uh, some really good individual matches uh, as well. And uh, one other item of note: uh, Isaac Thatcher of Fort Madison was named the uh, Wyatt Schultz Outstanding Wrestler. Um, I believe he won it uh, 190 for uh, for Fort Madison. So. Our uh, our late friend there, whose name uh, was put on the uh, OW award for the tournament that he uh, supported quite a bit over the years. So his uh, his widow uh, Kirsten was there um, to award Thatcher um, with that. Thatcher is a ten and two, and he uh, he pinned his way through um, his one ninety one ninety. Uh, opponents. Right. So when Wyatt moved into town, he he contacted me and said, "Hey, do you mind? Can I take pictures at your wrestling meets?" And I went, "Uh, yeah, sure, okay, whatever." <laughs> and <laughs> I had no idea, you know, what was going to happen. So then Wyatt starts coming to our meets and taking back then pictures that you had to go develop and you know have printed out. Yeah. We have them at the banquet, hundreds of pictures on on of wrestlers and say. Help yourself. So his expense, you know, bringing those to the wrestlers and then eventually bought the predicament wrestling magazine. And of course, you know, expanded from just Jefferson to, you know, all of Iowa and beyond and uh, with his coverage and such. So, I mean, uh, so that's, you know, he was very generous to our Jefferson wrestlers through the years. And, and, uh, and, and of course, you know, our good friend for sure. Right. Uh, let's, uh, let's look ahead. One, uh, uh, before we even get to the weekend, um, we will be at Independence for the uh, Dell Buck uh, rivalry, the uh, Dell Buck Trophy, a Highway 20 clash between West Delaware and Independence. We'll be there on uh, Thursday at Independence. Uh, one item of note uh, surrounding that meet, uh, Jeff Voss. Uh, reached 500 victories last weekend uh, or last week uh, with a win over Solon. Um, so he joins a pretty uh, select group of 500 uh, career wins um, among high school coaches. So uh, he'll look to, to get another one on, on Thursday in a duel that uh, should be a barn burner uh, again to uh, uh, both of these teams um, highly ranked in the latest Iowa High School Athletic Association polls uh, that came out Tuesday. So uh, that will be one to look forward to. And then um, as far as Saturday goes, um, Clyde Bean duels are this weekend named after the uh, uh, former city high, late city high coach. Um Cedar Rapids, Kennedy, Clear Creek, Amanda, Dubuque, Hempstead, Iowa City High, Mount Vernon, Muscatine, Oskaloosa, Tumwa, 
Cedar Rapids Prairie and Cedar Rapids Xavier uh, in that in that field. Um, boy, that's uh, that's going to produce some really some really good duels. You've got, uh, I believe, four four teams or three team three top ten teams for sure with uh, Mount Vernon and two A Dubuque, Hempstead, and Prairie. And then you've got uh, City High, which is in that, and Clear Creek and Mana, which are kind of in that mid-teens um, in Class 3A as well. So, Right. Um, yeah. Those are good duels. For sure. And I would add these two things. First of all, I'm going to back up to Mount uh, to um, uh, the Independence and uh, uh, West Delaware meet. Those are two programs that if you're a young coach, you should, you should get kind of take a good look at both of those programs and, and it's not just about the wrestlers and the, and, the, and the dual meets and that sort of thing. It's about this entire program. And, and you can use that as a, as a model to build your program, I think, because both of those coaches and coaching staffs and parent support and community support is fantastic. And, and you know, as a 3A coach, I was always a little bit jealous of that because, you know, you, you, I, I'm, we had it at Jefferson and I loved it, but – I was, I was a little jealous that, you know, because in the small towns, you, you know, you get to know everyone a little bit better sometimes. And, and uh, so that's, a, I was just a little jealous of that, but, you know, take note, young coaches, that's, those are great programs. And also a note at the, at the Clybeam duels, KJ, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they're also going to share that name. Now they're going to call it the Clybeam oh. Brad Smith duels. And they're going to uh, honor coach Smith uh, as well this weekend. So oh, I did not realize that. Okay. No, I did not notice that. So, right. So, and then I the, you know, there for, for Coach Smith. Right. I mean, <laughs> you, could, you could do that at, at uh, Iowa City or Lisbon, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but sure. anyway, um, the, and, and I, not to go away from the Bean Duels, Bean Smith Duels, but th that Ed Winger this year, like always, is just absolutely jam packed tough. So you've got six of the top 10 teams there, including one, two, and three in Southeast Polk, Benton North, and Fort Dodge. Then you throw in Ankeny Centennial, it's fifth, Waukee Northwest, sixth, and Waverly Shell Rock, eighth. Uh, throw in a, Bla a Blair, Nebraska, and then a whole lot of others. There's 21 teams, and they're, they're teams like, you know, like Dowling, like, you know, Ankeny, uh, I think Ames is there. Uh, you know, some of those teams that are perennially good and, and just lurking outside the top 10. Uh, you know, North, North Scott, which North is Scott. a, a, you know, that's a quality program as well. Uh, you know, Fort Madison was at the Jayhawk and they'll be at the winger as well. And they've got a couple decent kids. So, yeah, that I was just looking at that field, too. And that's a, a, that is a deep, deep, tough field. Right. It's going to be fun to see what how things play out at that tournament. That'll give us a good indication of what might happen at the state tournament on the three A levels. No, for sure. Um, I know uh, among some of the other tournaments as well. I know Albernet has their dual tournament this weekend, and of course next weekend uh, conference uh, tournaments pop up. Um, and so. Uh, just uh, just kind of looking at what we have here 
Um, so with the uh, Iowa High School Athletic Association state dual rankings, uh, those were released Tuesday. Um, I'll give you the top eight and then some of our Gazette area teams uh, in each class. In class 3A, you've got number one, Southeast Polk, number two, Indianola, followed by Bentendorf, Fort Dodge, and Waukee Northwest in the top five. And then Ankeny Centennial, number six, Dubuque Hempstead, seven, uh, Limar, uh, number eight, you got Prairie at nine, Waverly Shell Rock, 10, uh, Clear Creek, Amana, 13, City High, 16, Iowa City West, 18th, um, and Western Dubuque, number 24. Um, you know, so. You've got those teams in 3A. My understanding, even though Louis Curtis has not responded to my latest text, um, asking if this field, if this solidifies the 2014 field. Now, next week, there will be another set of duels on the 23rd, which will kind of solidify, you know, and then you'll have assignments and and pairings and, and host sites and stuff like that. But... Um, I think this is probably the 2014 field. Um, and I'll say one that I think is missing in 3A is Xavier. I think that's a, a improved team. We saw them, you know, uh, wrestle number nine Prairie within, you know, their uh, turn one match around. That was 34-30, I believe, turn one match around. Uh, and they uh, – you know, get an upset, but then again, you know, if the dog wouldn't have stopped to take a poo, he would have caught the rabbit too, right? Um, well, I mean, but, you guys, Xavier's, Xavier's losses. One, one last thing: Xavier lost. Xavier's losses have been to Prairie, Linmar, Clear Creek, Amana, who are all top thirteen teams in three A. Uh, Mount Vernon and Solon. Um, that are ranked in, you know, Mount Vernon's number two, uh, Solon's number 14. Uh, they have a win over, they just beat Pleasant Valley last week. Uh, Pleasant Valley is ranked number 22. Um, so I, I think that's a, a team kind of missing out there um, in 3A. I would agree. Uh, they went, as, we, as you know, we covered the meet 34-30 with Prairie. So put mm -hmm. 30 points on the board with Prairie, uh, 30 points on the board with, with uh, CCA, 39-30. And then they 29, 28 points on the board against Mount Vernon, number two in 2A, and 24 against Linmar. So, they, I mean, they're not they're not a bad team at all. And that's a team that deserves that recognition. And sometimes they get over – those types of teams get overlooked because they're not – you know, they're in, year in and year out. And when you're right. trying you, – I think you mentioned this, and I agree 100% because I've been in that. But, but when you're trying to build your team and trying to climb that that uh, that ladder uh, up into the you know the, the upper echelon of the teams, you, you, it's nice to get recognized and you have your athletes get get credited for that and your and your team and your coaches and all of the work that they put in and your youth program and so forth. And and it, when that doesn't happen, it's a little bit frustrating and and uh, and so I I can feel for Xavier. I think they should be in there if if, if you know team that they beat is in there. So. Yeah, you know, and, and let's face it, uh, you know, it's probably a team that's not going to crack the, you know, 
it's not a team that's going to advance. I hate, hate saying that, you know, because I'm making a case for them being in the top 24, but, you know, essentially it's just showing up on the 30th and, and having that banner of participating in the regional duels. But I certainly think they've kind of earned that, uh, even if that's as far as it goes um, on the 30th. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's times when I would go <laughs> – it was a little bit different structure back then. It wasn't 24 teams. It was it was the district champ and runner up, and we would so that's 16 teams. And so uh, we would we'd be a runner up by like a half a point over the third place team. And I mean, there's times I'm going, oh geez, now we have to drive up to Waverly Shell Rock or down to Iowa City West to get throttled. But and I'd have to remind my the wrestlers, doggone it, be proud, you earned this butt kicking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And both That's times right. we went to, you know, when we went to Waverly Shell Rock, they ended up being the state dual champs. And we went, we, the next year we went down to Iowa City West, and they ended up being the state dual champs. So it was, you know, it was, it was nice to be there, mm -hmm. and uh, and that recognition and and to earn that. But it was it was a difficult pill, like you're saying sometimes too. <laughs> yep. So in Class Two A. You've got Osage number one, Mount Vernon number two, Preston at three, uh, West Delaware four, Sergeant Bluff Luton five, Ballard six. Then you've got Bent Community seven, Independence eight. Uh, I'll go to nine and then uh, Glenwood ten. Uh, we mentioned Solon's number 14. How about Anamosa? We talked a lot about Anamosa last week, uh, you know, with, with what they've done on the boys and girls side. And Anamosa's number 18. Um, in the 2A rankings. Uh, and then you close out the, the bottom part. You've got Decora Union, um, with a much better tournament team than, than a dual team, um, obviously. And then Williamsburg, which uh, slides in at number 24, despite uh, a lot of injury and, and uh, kind of inexperience this season. Uh, some uh, strides being made there. Uh, but Grant Eckenrod has the Raiders in the top 24 there. But uh, how about the Womack? I mean, this isn't really anything new, but you've got number two, number four, number seven, number eight, um, number 14, and then number 24. So, you know, you, you've got half of the top – half of the hosting teams very well could be from the same conference. Um, and that's nothing new. I, I mean, that's you've had all Walmart finals, um, multiple years. Um, three of the top four have been from the Walmart some years, so at state duels, so it's not a surprise, but it just shows you just how tough that is. And of course, we'll get to see four versus eight, uh, tomorrow night, right? And uh, uh, and I'm uh, and I'm looking at the IWCOA state dual rankings that came out the 15th, and I'm looking at two versus four, Mount Vernon two and West Delaware wow. four. So uh, even better. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I think Osage is beatable this year. You know, whether they someone does it or not, Mount Vernon, I don't know much about Crescent, but they're third right now on the duels. But I think mm -hmm. Osage is beatable with some of their injuries that, that are out. But but uh, so Mount Vernon might be the one to do it. Someone else maybe. Um, you mentioned uh, 
um, Anamosa. Uh, I'm going to be up in Anamosa Friday for the River Valley co uh, Conference Tournament for the girls. Oh. And then uh, Saturday for the Benny Christensen, which is 13 teams. So oh, that, sure. that'll be fun to, to see that, you know, the teams there as well. So, and then one other t tournament that's in the area, oh, two of them actually, the Williamsburg Invitational. Uh, they always have a good, good tournament there. And then Bob Luters has 21 teams down there, which has obviously Wes, Linmar, Regina amongst the, the 21 that are, you know, kind of from our area here. So, yeah, Clinton, uh, they've always got a, uh nice tournament there uh great talent they've got some uh teams from illinois too that that come over um always fun to watch uh looters one of those marquee tournaments here right before the uh the championship season starts right so we got a lot of activity going on we'll we'll see how that goes yeah uh, we'll We'll run down the 1A rankings here really quick, uh, too. You got Albernet, who's moved into the top spot um, in the association rankings. Uh, Wilton, two. Don Bosco, three. Uh, Lake Mills, four. Nashville Plainfield, five. Jessup, uh, that's, a, that's a team that uh, uh, is surprising. They're number six. Um, West Hancock, seven. Hinton, eight. Uh, Lisbon, 10. West Branch, who's had a good season, number 11. Um, MFL Marmac number 14, and that uh, that'll conclude the the area teams there. But Albernet moving into that top spot, those top three teams are very, very uh good. And uh, you know, I think uh, West Branch, I think that could be a team outside of the, the top eight that um could pave a way to, to the state duels. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't look past the Bears. I'm just saying that, right? And now. it's good to see that happening with West Branch. You know, that's that's they've you know, had youth programs and so forth through, all through the years, it seems, and and uh, so I'm glad to see them uh, having a great year this year. And it'll depend on where the pairings, um, kind of where the pairings come up uh, uh, next week and and stuff. So. Uh, I don't think the top 24 will change as far as who's in there. Um, even though it would be nice. I think I just got a message from Lee. So these will be the qualifiers. But not until next week, next week's rankings. So not exactly sure. So maybe there is a chance that somebody sneaks in there. Um, here if they have a good weekend this weekend and and moves into the top 24 um so we'll see but uh we'll we'll chat about that next week uh when they come out with the uh, final rankings and the pairings and host sites for the regional duels which will be tuesday january 30th any other uh last Last bits of uh, wisdom before we call it a week. So you're saying in 13 days we have regionals. Wow, how did it's yes. so fast? <laughs> I I know, right? Um, it's kind of crazy. And actually, 10 days before uh, the girls' postseason, the super regionals. You know, and and uh, 
what was it, 13? And then there's that quick turnaround. So you're looking at 17 days, just a little over two weeks before we have state duels. Wow. Yeah. So fast. We're looking at about 17 days maybe for, for that. That's fun. Yeah. It just, you know, once you get past that break, things just kind of accelerate and zip by. Next thing you know, it's over. Of course, the season's a lot shorter than years ago, right? At least by two weeks. I think, that, yeah, they cut it down one week and then somewhere along the way another week. So you're right. And yeah. I that didn't bother me at all. <laughs> it does get to be a long season. I think you know? college season is really long for those athletes. I, I was just going to say, you're looking at a season now that pretty much starts at the beginning of October and ends in middle of March. Right. And you know that's the official starting date, October. Yes. Well, you know it starts clear back August. in August. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, you've you've been through that as an athlete. You're, you know, Kyle certainly has been through that as well. So you know that uh, better than anybody, just how long, how, how much that's elongated. Um, I think it's longer than any other. The winter season is the longest grind than any other sport, uh, any other season, especially at the college level. Agreed. So, all right. So you're going to be at Anamosa over the weekend. After we uh, will be up at Independence on Thursday, uh, I will be heading down to the Bean Smith Duels um, in City High after Thursday, you know, the Highway 20 clash, and then Purdue and Iowa on Friday. So uh, a fun weekend coming up. Uh, um, have fun at the, the tournaments that you'll be uh doing now that you're getting right back into the swing of officiating again after uh, everything. So uh, have fun with that. Just like to thank everybody again for watching um, opinion combination podcast week in and week out as we're getting closer and closer to uh, the conclusion of the high school season. It's crazy, but thanks everybody involved and coach Briggs. Why don't you send us out? Let's keep wrestling on the move. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.